0: Welcome back into the Sports Buzz podcast. It is a service of WKYT. Uh, you can get this podcast any place that you get podcasts: uh, iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, any of the places you normally get your podcast. You can get this. And so there is much going on in the Commonwealth. The football cats continue trying to bounce back. There is this little thing called a gubernatorial election, which is creating a lot of uh, talk out there. But it's always basketball season in Kentucky and uh, at this time of year you get very little time with John Calipari uh, but we were afforded a a 15-minute slot like everybody else a chance to sit down And just ask Cal anything. Again, it wasn't in a a news conference situation or anything like that, and that's an opportunity we generally don't get. So they pair us up with uh, some other brethren in the media, and away we go. And uh, we had a chance to sit down with uh, Andrew Chernoff from WLKY. That's the other voice uh, you will hear asking questions here. Uh, and, And you know so much of what Cal does. Uh, he's obviously a guy that commands the attention of the entire college basketball world. But so much of what he talks about and does, he talks about family, and not just his players, but his own family, and about success for the people who come into this Kentucky program. He believes that if those players come in and they have success, that's going to mean success for the Wildcats program. So sit back, relax, and enjoy our conversation with John Calipari. Cal, what has stood out in practice so far that you didn't expect to stand out coming in? Um, really happy with the improvement
1: of Emmanuel quickly, like totally different player feel. Um, I'm really pleased with Nick's conditioning. So now he's like PJ was a year ago. He's finishing mm-hmm. first or second in all the runs, sure. which now you can think. Like when you're exhausted, you can't think. You can't react. You look like you're behind. Well, he is now, you're watching him play, and you're like, Oof. Uh so happy with him. EJ's a better player, more physical. Um, Ashton's shooting the ball better. And uh, Keon and Khalil and Johnny and Tyrese, and, and even when you look at it and you see Nate, I didn't know Nate was this good. Now, I'm not saying he's you know, right. the best player in the country. But what I'm saying is you're talking about a six-eight guy that can stretch the floor like Derek Willis used to stretch the floor. He can do the same, yet he has some physicalness to him. Uh, Derek had that long arm right. frame that could, you know, this kid is different, uh, but he's also pretty athletic. So, you know, the guys of all, we there's a good spirit about them. Mm-hmm. Um, they like they have fun being here. Um, I just wish we were, we could be like a high school team, and have scrimmages all the time. Like bringing another high school team and let's go this weekend and scrimmage four <laughs> times, because you just you just grinding against yourself all the right. time, and and our level, of what we do and you you all that have watched us, we don't stop. We go two and a half hours and it's physical, and it's conditioning and you're running and it's fast and. When we stop, you can get water, but you're not taking a five-minute water break. We just go, and when you start doing that for 25 days, you know you say, "Wow, well, you can scrimmage against you scrimmage it against yourself every day." Right. You know, so that becomes an issue. But um, I like the group. I'm, physical play is probably my biggest question mark. Cal from. Every year, there's always a uniqueness to each team. I know it's initial and it's brand new, but what's unique about this group? Well, last year we had a physical presence with PJ and Reed. I mean, we could physically—you're not moving these dudes. Like whoever played against them was like, "Oh my gosh!" Now, I think this team has more to length. So when you start talking key on even Khalil, along with EJ and Nick. And Nate, you got length, and your guards are 6'3". They're big. Um, Ashton we all know about, and uh, SEC Defensive Player of the Year. You know him. But Tyrese is similar. Same kind of size, same kind of ability to block balls, long arms. Um, So you've got a length, and and even Johnny um, has length, and Emmanuel at 6'3". So you're talking pretty big guards. Um, And I think... Defense starts on the ball. It always does. If you can't guard the ball, you're not going to be good defensively. Don't, uh, we can trap and we can press and we can. If you can't guard the ball, your guards. You have no defense because they're just in the lane all the time. The good news with us is we can guard the ball. And behind there, we got shot blockers. So now you end up taking 15 footers, 12 footers. You're not getting to the rim. You're shooting runners. Um, a lot of threes then it comes down to are you tough enough to go rebound balls because if you can play the ball and you can block shots they're going to take mid-level shots which are going to come in at about forty percent can you rebound that sixty percent that i'm not sure of
0: cal and you've always taken care of your team but done what's good for the game as well and that's why you play an opening game like you do I think you said last year, though, that after what happened in that opening game, it kind of got everybody off kilter and on and off the court. Are you doing anything different as you approach the exact kind of same opening game this year? It's just
1: hard because this thing has always been a process because it's always new teams and you can't skip steps. And if I'm worried about our first game, who is Michigan State, I believe, then I'm going to skip steps. And if I skip steps, it affects us in January and February. And last year, I want you to understand, we got beat by 100. They, people turned the TV off, and they never turn the TV off if we're getting beat. If we're getting beat, they're watching it to the end. Well, guess what? Even the people that watch it to the end turned it off we were getting beat so bad. But by the end of the year, mm-hmm. we should have won a national title last year. We got beat by a team that we had beaten by 30. It goes to overtime. I I never thought we were losing that game, and we end up losing it. And now you say, wow, but again, from the beginning to that Mm -hmm. and where we were trying to go, you cannot skip steps. If you don't get up and down the court, if you don't fight the post, if you don't um, play fast where you're getting up and down the court against Michigan State, you can't beat them anyway. So... If we're not that at the beginning of the year, doesn't matter what else I put in, right. out-of-bounds. Like, we have no out-of-bounds plays. We have no zone offense. We have no press attack right now as I speak. None. So what, what are you working on? How about creating the habits that they need that we can win with? Um, how about getting them to talk more? How about getting them to play together versus how are we playing together? That's the beginning of this. You mentioned talking more, I know you talked the other day that Nate's a big talker when it comes to practice. I know you talked about how other guys have stepped up over the offseason. If there's one guy who's going to be the leader of this team this year, who is it going to be? Well, you, you don't know. That develops, and, and I can't make somebody a leader because usually that doesn't work. Um, I don't name a captain. Now, you say, well, how, did, how do you get a captain? You have to have a captain. The officials at the first game say, okay, who's the captain? Officials will say, who's the captain? And they'll look on my team, who are you the captain? Who's the captain? I'll be the captain. Okay, you're the captain. Let them figure it out. I don't pick captains. Let them. I'm not trying to say, this is the captain. We're all following him. What if they don't want to follow him? I ain't following him. That dude's all about himself. Or he's not good enough for me to follow. Or he's always hurt. He's not on the court. I'm not following that. Let them decide.
0: This uh, you've talked about this being a second tour, and you hit the ground running when you came here. But personally and professionally, you just—is it—is it unfair to say that you're in the best place of your life? I mean, it just seems that way to those of us who see you. Um,
1: I I can tell you that. Um, I've been blessed my whole life. I have no idea why. I guess when it's all over and it's said and done, somebody will tell me this is why you were put in these positions. My belief, my faith tells me I've been put in positions to have an impact on other people. Mm -hmm. And that's why you're put here and that's what your job is. Uh, People will look at me and say your job is to win national titles every year. My job is to impact young people. Mm -hmm. Their job is to help us win a national title. We won one. Let's win a couple more. But that's up to them. I'm not on that court. Right. My job is to impact them. Um, Ellen has, uh, now that she's gotten through the empty nest stuff, um, she's come into her own, and I'm happy yes. for her. Um, you know, she's uh, she's always been well in the background, not wanting to be involved right. in stuff. And now she's kind of jumped up and has her own Snapchat and her own following and right. she's doing her own workouts. And uh, so, you know, it's uh, we've been we've been blessed and things have happened good for us. And hopefully um, she and I both uh, look at this as a way of, all right, too much is given, much is expected. Right. And, and I would say the, the, the things that we've been good stewards of what we've been given. And like I tell my kids all the time, anything we have is borrowed. I've told my kids the entire... None of this is us. It's not ours. You don't take it with you. It's borrowed. And uh, let's just remember that. And Ellen, you know, she grew up in Missouri, I'd say, on a dirt farm. So she and I, uh, I mean, I'm not into clothes. I'm not into cars. I'm not into music. You know, we'd like to spend time away from here and and get to where we have time or I have time too to rethink, but you know, to be the coach at Kentucky is a blessing. It is there's no stage like this. And now what I tell all these kids, you gotta leave that stage clean for the next group of families. You can't muddy up this stage. You have to do the right stuff. You can't be here if you're into drinking, smoking, clubbing, chasing. You cannot be here because you muddy this stage. You have to finish in good academic standing so no one can say, oh, they don't care about academics. We graduated 20 kids, four graduated in three years. Two of those are in the NBA. Keep this path and this stage clean for the next group of families. What is the biggest difference between Coach Cal 10 years ago when you're coming here to Coach Cal right now? Probably 10 years ago, I didn't... Uh, you, you think you have an idea of what this job is, but you have no idea until you walk in and you take the seat. The only guy that I could talk to that understood was Coach Hall. Mm-hmm. Um, now that I've been here, um, any of that anxiety is gone. Um, the sign on my wall says, Coach, your team. So I'm not listening... stuff for media report. I don't listen to any of it. Fans, the internet, none of it. How about, I don't have a computer. Oh, no. I wouldn't know how to turn a computer on. I I don't. I mean, (laughs) um, if you need to get me by email, give it to my secretary. She'll have the email and then she gives it to me. I'm not into all that. Um, So, this job, you, you understand the importance of it more and more to the people. But I think the people now after 10 years are understanding me more and more. I haven't changed that first meet. This is gonna be a players first program. Um, 38 kids have been drafted, 29 in the first round. How about all the kids playing overseas too? Like we are short handed in practice. I said, well, why don't we go the last five years and try to see if there's anybody that could come and practice. They're all playing professionally. <laughs> they're either in the NBA or they're in professional basketball somewhere playing. And, you know, we have a couple who started as walk-ons maybe, but even it's, these kids have benefited by this. But so have we, so have our fans. You know, you, you, you say we've won more games, more Final Fours, more Elite Eights, more, Sweet 16s, more SEC tournament titles, more SEC than anybody the last 10 years. So we've all benefited, but they've benefited too, and that's how this is supposed to be. Would I have liked to have had us win a couple more championships? Yeah, yeah I'd like to win them all. Why don't we all win all 10? We would be John Wooden. I mean, it's a different day and age. You're not playing four games, you're playing six. There's more balance. The best players are leaving, so you always have a young team, and you don't know what's going to happen. But if we can stay focused on we're about these kids, they will lead us to where we're trying to go as long as we're about them. And the social media, that stuff has changed it for them. you got to talk to these kids. you got to create relationships even deeper than the ones you used to have.
0: Because of your success, you've been called probably about every name in the book. But for the first time, you've now been referred to as Sasquatch.
1: Where was that?
0: I didn't hear that. It was... Ellen, her video that she posted, she said she thought it was a Sasquatch and it was you moving the trash cans. He said that? She said
1: that. We'll have to well show the, you the video. The, the princess, um, um, I, I tell the story, and just so, or if you haven't heard me, when we were, and she's been treated like a princess her whole life, my wife has. So we're in Massachusetts, and I come home, and it's snowing, and she's shoveling the driveway. I'm like my wife is shoveling the driveway. This is crazy, but I'm looking and there's cinders. Like it's a cinder driveway. Right. You know how hard that is. Right. So I had a blacktop so she could easily move that. Nothing have... says nothing says love like that, right? I mean, that's how you have to treat your wife.
0: <laughs> blacktop. Now, her shovel just smoothly <laughs> went over that thing. So there you have it, Coach Cal locked, loaded, ready to go uh, before the Cats headed to uh, Birmingham in the SEC media days. Of course, in the next week or so, you're going to see the blue-white game, and then you're going to see the exhibition opener Sunday, October 27th, uh, against Georgetown College, and this Kentucky basketball team has to be ready to go, as he talked about before, because that regular season opener, no, it's not Duke this year, but it's Michigan State, Most polls have Michigan State ranked one, Kentucky ranked two. That will be in the Champions Classic, which, interestingly enough, is played again on election night. Uh, Again, if you've got thoughts or comments, you can reach us here at the station, DaveB at WKYT.com. We'd like to hear what you think about this podcast and maybe some other suggestions you've got for what we do next. And again, tell your friends and neighbors, share it on social media, and let them know about the Sports Buzz podcast. I'm Dave Baker. Thanks for being with us, everybody. We'll see you next time.